Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here for week two of the NFL season. Our boy Achilles Rain is with us to get into some picks, some previews, and some mutual picks. All right, whole slate of games to go today. We're still not in the buy section of the season yet. Uh, we're ready to get into our mutual picks. Three and two last week. Are you ready to... Get back into it and continue our over 500 record in the mutuals. Yeah, that shouldn't be too hard seeing as how good we are at picking games. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off with a barn burner in the Midwest the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Chicago Bears. The Bears are two and a half point favorites in this one, 46 on the over under the first half, sits at two and a half as well, with a 22 over under. Interesting game here. Bengals coming off a big win. Uh, Bears, uh, I think we'd say, play a little bit better than expected in that matchup uh, versus the Rams. Are you willing to go for the Bengals to start out the uh, year 2-0, and or are you more thinking uh, the Bears uh, put it together and get a win here? Well, to be completely honest, I mean, if this was just you and me just talking, uh, I wouldn't even be talking about gambling on this particular game. But seeing as how uh, we have to at least kind of discuss it. I'm not opposed to taking anything, taking some action on this game, but to be honest with you, I, I really don't know how I feel about either team just yet. I know that they showed a lot of potential uh, first week of the season, but I mean, it's so early on and how much of that, you know, was just certain teams not having certain players during the preseason. There's just so many different questions that pop up. I, I don't know how I feel about this game. Yeah, I, I'm sort of sitting on the same way in this. I really liked Cincinnati in the opening game because I thought they had a good matchup getting plus at home uh, versus a Minnesota Viking team that uh, I think we both think probably uh, borders on the uh, poor, and they were a little overvalued in that game. I, I think the Bears are a little overvalued as two-and-a-half-point favorites. But that being said, I don't think that's a very good line. I, I don't want the Bears as favorites. Uh, in this game, I don't quite know what I'm getting from Cincinnati. Uh, they were a little bit more disciplined on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, do we get that again, or does you know the Bears uh, run defense sort of shut down Joe Mixon? Uh, they revert back to habits of throwing the ball too much, and uh, then uh, Burrow gets pressured, and Cincinnati's offense doesn't run quite as smoothly. I don't know about Cincinnati's defense. Uh, it looked all right versus the Vikings until those last two minutes. I, I think the Bears probably win this game, but uh, I don't think I'd put a bet on this one uh, at all. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't take any action on it myself. But, you know, when there's certain games that I just don't have an idea about which way to lean towards, um, I try to go and look at the stats and not just individual stats, but the team stats in general. And, this early in the season, week week two, uh, I mean, there's just not really much to go off of. Yeah, I, I will say uh, everybody has fallen in love with my Bengals all of a sudden after a week one win. 76% uh, of the money is going in on the Bengals and 62% uh, of the tickets. So uh, everybody became a Bengals fan all of a sudden after a week one. Uh, 
while I was a Bengals fan in week one, I, I'm not quite as big a Bengals fan in week two. So uh, I, I think we'll move that one on the uh, cross-off list and uh, move on to our next game, the Houston Texans versus Cleveland Browns. Uh, interesting game here. Uh, Houston uh, comes off a, a nice win and played pretty well in that uh, Jacksonville game. They're going to Cleveland, who had control of the Kansas City Chiefs game until they didn't have control of the Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, this spread sits at 12 and a half uh, for the uh, Cleveland Browns. 48 points is the over-under in the first half. It's uh, minus seven for Cleveland, and uh, 24 is the over-under in the first half. So uh, really, really big spread here. I do think there's a large mismatch in talent in this game, but uh, from what I saw from the Texans, I do think that offense might be a little spunky. Will it be spunky enough uh, to be able to score points on a defense like the uh, Cleveland Browns? I don't know, but uh, 12 and a half, quite a large spread here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a little too large for my liking, but with that being said, you know, I was impressed with the way, the, uh, the Texans played last week. Uh, you know, we did kind of expect them to have a pretty bad year, but you look at the the makeup of that play, of that team, it's not the same players that they had there last season. You know, we're talking about guys like Tyrod. Uh, it, it feels like the guys that are there have something to prove, and I know that there's no big sexy name, you know, on that roster, uh, but I think that they're, they're out to try and prove something, and even with that being said, the Cleveland Browns are not the Jaguars, and this is a completely different game. That spread's just too too big for me uh, to feel comfortable. So I don't like any action on this particular game. Yeah, I, I don't love it either because I think it'll also be a, sort of a quick game. Uh, you know, uh, you saw the Houston uh, Texans run the ball a whole, whole lot, uh, a lot of short passing game. So the clock kept moving on that side. You know Cleveland's going to come in this game. Look at the Texans' poor rush defense and uh, really pound uh, Chubb and Hunt in this one. So, you know, I, I don't even think there's a, a good value in taking this because I think the possessions will be limited for two teams who play a sort of a limited possession game uh, from what we've seen so far this year. So 12 and a half seems too much. Even that first half line of seven, where maybe you think the Browns get out to a hot start, but I want to see how the Browns uh, back back bounce back uh, from that uh, game in Kansas City. You know, that's a that was a tough loss to take where you're pretty much dominating the game the whole way through. Uh, Kansas City turns on the on switch for a five-minute stretch, and all of a sudden the game's over and you're losing it. I, I just – a part of me sort of wants to lean Texans here, but I, I think this has too much of a potential of a blowout on the Cleveland side of things. Sorry, I forgot to hit that, that mute button. Um, as I was saying, I can see how you'd be somewhat attracted to that uh, Houston line. You know, they're definitely getting 12 and a half points. I mean, it seems really nice. But if it wasn't for that Cleveland defense, which uh, at least seems somewhat scary on paper, uh, you know, I'd be maybe a little, uh, you know, reluctant to go against it. But as, as it sits, I just think it's too far to take Cleveland. And uh, I just think that Cleveland defense is too good to take Houston. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I, I noticed uh, this week is uh, they, they seem to juice these numbers up uh, a little quicker than they usually do. I, I mean, we saw it last week where we were getting San Francisco, uh, L.A., you know, a couple of those other teams. We were getting them, you know, hovering around that touchdown uh, line. 
And uh, I, when I was writing down these to send to you, I, I just noticed that they seem to spike them, uh, you know, a little bit quicker into that double digit territory. I know they got burned by a couple of them. They sort of got burned on that Niners one. They sort of didn't because it moved up to nine and a half, uh, but it opened, you know, in that seven territory. So uh, I did notice they seem to spike these a little quicker on the uh, high side than they usually do uh, waiting a couple weeks. Well, yeah, I mean, and even week to week, it seems like they're kind of really acting on on moving those lines really quickly. I, You know how I am. I like to get in on these opening lines pretty early. When I tried to get into this Thursday night football game, I couldn't really parlay it because they had changed the number right as I was trying to, you know, place my bet. Uh, so it locked me out from parlaying it, but I could bet it as a single game, which, by the way, I was able to hit. Yeah, definitely so. All right, uh, so I think we're uh, starting off uh, – with two cross-offs to uh, start the week. Uh, this one will be interesting. I'm curious on your thoughts about this one. Uh, Rams going on the road early to Indianapolis. Indianapolis three and getting three and a half points, uh, 47 on the over-under. Uh, the first half sits at three. Uh, the over-under on that one sits at 23 and a half. Uh, pretty uh, testing road trip uh to start the uh season here uh the colts uh probably don't want to start out zero and two at home i'm curious what you think of the rams uh going here in the road uh do you think they roll in this one or do you think this will be a, a pretty tight game uh here i'm actually looking forward to this game i think this is going to be one one of the more entertaining games uh potential you know uh potential playoff contenders uh from each conference uh, in this particular matchup. And you have a team last week at the Rams. So their defense, although their passing was really good, and I think that, you know, they gave up a few plays, but overall I think they're pretty good. Their run defense was, was a little suspect to me. And when you look at the other side of the ball with Indianapolis, I think that their strong suit is their run game, whether it be passing to the halfbacks or just, you know, putting the big guys up front and just, you know, having those runbacks get right behind them, trying to find holes. I think that's their strong suit. So, you know, and the fact that Indianapolis also has a pretty decent defense, you know, going up against what we assume to be a pretty good Rams offense. I think this has the potential to be one of the uh, games of the weeks. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I'm really curious to see how that uh, you, you mentioned it. The Rams defense matches up against the rushing attack of Indianapolis. Are they going to scheme it where they were sort of giving up, uh, you know, the rushing attack? That seems like uh, probably not the greatest idea versus a Colts team. I mean, I can understand that scheme versus the Chicago Bears. You don't think they're going to be able to beat you deep. As long as you sort of uh, bend but don't break and contain, you're probably okay there. But uh, Indianapolis, I, I think, would love that. If you just let the offense have the ball, chew up the clock and uh, shorten this game. I think that would really benefit them. So I'm curious to see how uh, the Rams come into this game scheme-wise. Do they go a little bit more uh, aggressive style uh, play, or is it, you know, first couple weeks of the season, they sort of just let it go uh, and uh, play their way sort of into their defense. I I'm curious about this Colts defense. Uh, you know, last year it was a very solid defense. Uh, they opened up the season versus the Seahawks. You don't know, you know, maybe that's just a bad off game. They roll, uh, but they gave up a couple deep plays in that one. The defense didn't look all that strong. Uh, does that continue or do they sort of find themselves in this game? So I'm really curious about this one uh, on the line, three and a half. Uh, any action on this or is it sort of a, I want to see what the Rams look like on the road. I want to see what the Rams look like 
on the defensive side on the rushing attack. And I want to see what the Colts sort of really are on defense and offense in this game. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. For me, this is the moment that's going to basically decide how I'm going to bet on each team respectively going forward. Um, as we said, the Colts, I believe their strong suit is the running game. And if the Rams can somehow manage to stifle them and, you know, keep them contained, then it'll show me that the Rams are probably going to be the type of team that are going to play to their opponent's style of offense um, and vice versa. Also, you know, the Colts, they didn't really show what we expected last week, but how much of that had to be with, you know, rust just from week one, all this stuff remains to be seen. But I think to me, this is more a game that I'm going to stay away from and just kind of really try and analyze and break down. Yeah, definitely so. I, I think this one's probably a stay away uh, as well. All right, uh, we're going Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Um, the Bills are three and a half points favorites in this one. 47 uh, points is the over-under. First half sits at two and a half and uh, 23 and a half as the over-under in that one. Interesting game. Probably depends what you think of uh the Bills uh, and how they played in that Pittsburgh game, I, I sort of uh, ignore that. Uh, but going down to Miami, what do you make of Miami? Do you think the Bills uh, sort of get their offense rolling here? Or do you think this uh, Miami team uh, probably good enough to uh, at least hang with the Bills in this one? You know, I being a divisional opponent, I, I've always said it and I'll continue to say it until I'm blue in the face. I think divisional opponents know each other so well because they play each other year in and year out a couple times a year that – even if a team is bad and the other team is good, I think that it still has the possibility to be at least a competitive matchup. Uh, with all that being said, I don't think that the Dolphins are really pushovers. I think that they're probably not getting the respect that they deserve. We saw last season how well they did, even though they kept flying under the radar pretty much all season long. And it seems like that's kind of what they're doing this year. Um, my biggest concern is with, you know, the, uh, the quarterback of the Dolphins. All day long as I'm watching sports media, I keep hearing talk about, the potential to send him somewhere else, the potential to bring Watson in, you know, all these different scenarios. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, I know that he doesn't, you know, really wow you with his flash numbers or his, or his plays, but, you know, he, he's done pretty well since he's been there. I mean, he, they're not, you know, astronomical numbers, but you got to remember he's in year two. This is the second year. We're in the second week. We haven't even started the second week for them. So I, I think they can keep up with the Bills, but I think this game is too important for the Bills. You know, to go down, you know, 0-2 against the Dolphins within your division, I think it's really huge. It's something they don't want to get into, which is one of the reasons why I think at first I wasn't sold on it as I'm thinking more about it. I'm kind of leaning towards the Bills. I think that this game is really important for them. Yeah, I, I do think the Bills maybe get on track in this one a little bit. Uh, my concern lies with that line. Uh, you know, we talked about it a couple games ago where I, I think these lines got a little bit uh, bloated a little sooner than I thought. I think if this set it like Bills at two, I, I think I'd be a lot more aggressive than Bills at three and a half here. I just – this feels like a, a game where the Bills sort of play better, but the Dolphins hang around, which they tend to do, uh, much like in that New England game where uh, it, it wasn't exactly a, a pretty fest on how the Dolphins go about winning a game, but they found a way to win the game. And uh, that's essentially what they've been doing for, uh, you know, now three years under Brian Flores. Uh, it's not something you look at and go, oh, wow, that team's uh, really, really great. Uh, but – they have the win next to their name. So that three and a half number worries me. Uh, 
I, I think you could maybe talk me into that two and a half number in the first half, uh, thinking the Bills come out aggressive and, uh, and, and sort of try to put this game away early. Uh, they were up 10-0 on the Steelers at halftime uh, before, you know, a, a couple special teams plays uh, blocked it. I just don't know if I'm willing to go at that three and a half number on the road uh, this early in the season in a division game, but uh, maybe uh, with the number at two and a half in the first half, I could look into it. Uh, but this isn't a game I love. You you know how I hate road favorites, and then you pile on road favorites in a division game uh, in week two. Just seems like a, a recipe for losses. Yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from. Like I said, I'm just like now, literally, as we're talking, I'm talking myself and taking the bills just because of how important this game is going to be for them. Yeah. All right. Uh, we might come back to that one, see what we got uh, as we go down the slate here. Uh, next up, interesting game, New England Patriots go to the New York Jets. And uh, speaking of, of lines, I thought were a little bit bloated <laughs> here. Uh, Jets, six are the Patriots six-point road favorites uh, after losing at home to Miami. Um, the number sits at uh, 43 in the over-under. Uh, once again, the Patriots over-under number sits low, so they don't think they're scoring points, but they think they're coming at six-point spread. Uh, the half uh, line is uh, three points for the Patriots, 21 on the over-under. I'm curious here what you think of the Patriots. Uh, do you think they come in here and blow this game out? Uh, I don't have a great read on the Jets. I, I thought they played okay in Carolina. Uh, it's their opening home game, so I think that gives them a little bit of a boost. But uh, we mentioned it in our review show that they lost, a, a, you know, their first-round offensive lineman. So protection might not be a bit of an issue. Uh, but uh, I have a couple questions about that Pat Patriots secondary. Uh, and I do think this Jets team, while not a good team, is one of those teams that's going to cover games annoyingly a, a little bit uh, sans the uh, Jaguars last year where they don't win a lot of games, but they're going to get offensive numbers and uh, put a couple points on the board there late and uh, mess up these crooked numbers. So I'm curious what your uh, thoughts on this game are. You know, for me, I know that New England has showed some, you know, uh, susceptible, they're susceptible to, you know, the pass or secondary didn't look all that great last week. Uh, but you know, regardless, I think that you hire a coach like Bill Belichick and you keep a coach like Bill Belichick for a couple of reasons. Uh, it doesn't really matter what the team looks like on paper, how they looked the last week. You know, you never know what you're going to get from a, you know, uh, a Bill Belichick defense. You know, he tends to really put together really good game plans. Going up against a rookie, we all know the history that Bill Belichick has versus uh, rookies in the NFL, and it's not good for the rookies. Uh, I'll say that. The concern to me is the New England offense. Like, yeah, they did enough last week. Uh, but, again, it's just week one. It's, it's hard for me to really, you know, stand firm on where these teams sit uh, because what we have, the information, uh, is just, it's just so minimal that all these games give me a little bit of pause, but especially this one, it feels like the line's a little bit bloated. Yeah, uh, that's where my concern comes in. Uh, you just look at the thought process of the over-under. Sits at 43. So that tells me you think the uh, Patriots are scoring probably in the low 20s to high teens like they did last week. 
So you're saying they're covering a six-point spread when they're going to score between 17 and, you know, 23 points. That's pretty much saying the Jets are scoring one time at best. And, uh, you know, I, I just – I get a little shaky with that, especially with the fact that the uh, Patriots also are starting a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And so I, I just I, – I do think the Patriots will win this game, but that number is just – it seemed ridiculous to me when I wrote it down. So uh, I, I, I don't know what your thoughts on, on this game are, but uh, I, I think this one moves to a pass as well on our mutuals. Yeah. Uh, again, I think that this number is bloated for, as I said earlier, everyone just assumes that Bill Belichick is going to play mind games with the rookie quarterback, but you also have to take into account they've got a rookie quarterback themselves. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, uh, I'm really curious your thoughts on this game. Uh, San Francisco uh, 49ers uh, looked like a dominant uh, team for three, three and uh, three quarters, <laughs> three and three fourths of a, a football game. And uh, then that, uh, I, I don't even know if it was a fourth. The uh, Proceeding last three minutes of said football game, uh, they gave up a lot of points quickly. Uh, they go to the Eagles, who uh, looked really, really good here. San Francisco comes in as three-point favorites on the road on this one. Uh, this is another one of the – there are a couple of them where uh, teams are on a, a two-game uh, road trip here uh, to start out the year. So they go Detroit uh, to Philadelphia. Uh, they're three-point favorites. 49 is the uh, over-under. First half sits at two-and-a-half and 23-and-a-half uh, on the over-under total. I'm curious how you think this game is going to go because I, I don't really have a feel on this one, especially after what we saw uh, from Philadelphia in that opening week. I'll tell you what, I, I wasn't super confident about it, but I did feel good about the 49ers first half uh, spread. I think that the 49ers are a much better team than the Philadelphia Eagles. And I know Philadelphia won last week, and I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but how much of that had to do with the fact that they were going up against the Falcons defense? that's got to count for something because even though the Falcons defense played really good towards the end of last year, they're not a good defense. So with that being said, at what's, what's I believe it's two and a half. You said for the fat, uh, for the, uh, the first half line was two and a half for the Niners. Yes. Yeah. I, I can definitely see a scenario where the 49ers are leading by at least a field goal uh, going into half, especially how hot they started last game. If they can start like that, uh, I, I think they can get far ahead enough to where, you're not running into a similar issue like you did with the Lions. Yeah. Uh, we also need to find out your true hatred for the Philadelphia Eagles, who uh, you have now picked against uh, two weeks in a row. Uh, I, I'm open to that because I do think the Niners, uh, you know, really, really played well in that Detroit Lions game. And it was a, a bit of a fluke at how they uh, shut down. Uh the only thing I, I worry about a little bit is, you know, I mentioned it. This is their second week on a road to start the season. I, I do wonder if that affects them at all. Uh, now, you know, weather doesn't come into play uh, quite this early in the season, so it should be fine weather-wise in Philadelphia. But uh, I'd be willing to mark down the Niners on that uh, first half line as a two-and-a-half and, a half and uh, see if we uh, can come up with five here. <laughs> I, I'm just curious how this game really plays out. I, I'm curious what the Niners do. Uh, you know, it, it, was it a fluke that the defense all of a sudden started to get shredded by Jared Goff and that Lions team, or was it, uh, you know, something more? 
uh, to it than that. So uh, we'll see how this game goes. Uh, we'll mark down uh, first half, two and a half, and uh, we'll see uh, what we got coming up. Uh, next up, the Las Vegas Raiders go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, this number really surprised me. I, I, I don't understand this number. The Steelers are six and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, 47 on the over under. Uh, first half, uh, three and a half for the uh, Steelers and uh, 23 and a half for the game. Um, I know it's a short week for the Raiders. That's that's about all I can say. But uh, I, I think the Steelers' defense is elite. But uh, you're telling me this Pittsburgh Steelers' offense, uh, which really didn't even score a point, <laughs> theoretically, versus Buffalo, is going to cover a six-and-a-half-point line. I, I really like the Raiders in this one. And from what I saw on the offense – uh, I don't know if they can go in there and win, but uh, six and a half just seemed really, really big uh, on the Steelers side of things. I'm curious what you think of this. You know, it's, if it wasn't for my, and I, I almost said for my disdain of the Raiders, if it, was, if it wasn't for my insecurities with the Raiders, that's a better word. Um, I, with them, I just don't know what I'm getting. It seems like, you know, like this last game with the Ravens, I, I thought they were going to lose that game just based off the way they were performing for basically most of that game. And it wasn't until that late in that second half when they really kind of got their motor their motor going, and then they seem like a well-oiled machine. And I just don't know if we can get that, especially like you said, a short week. Um, I don't know. It's just I'm a little weary about it. Like you can definitely sell me on it, but I'm definitely a little cautious. My only thing, uh, I just look at this and I look at the uh, Pittsburgh offense, and. Uh, if you, if you look at the oh, grades, you don't you don't have to sell me on that. I, I completely agree with you. I don't understand how that offense is going to put up that many points. That's what I. That's the that's my main glaring thing because I you know I, I don't love the short week coming in on a you know a uh, early morning game, uh, early morning, early afternoon game. But uh, you know Pittsburgh's offense graded out as the worst offense in the uh, league last week, uh, and then you come right around and uh, give them a six-and-a-half-point spread when we don't know if Ben can throw. Uh, nothing showed that Najee Harris was going to be able, capable of running a ball behind that offensive line. So uh, it, it, it's more a play just on the number than on uh, how I think the game is going to go. Uh, I, I think this uh, Las Vegas uh, Raiders offense is really, really good. Uh, what I think of their defense, I don't know. Uh, it it – it seemed good enough to bend and not break, and it forced enough turnovers in that Raiders game to keep it in the game. Uh, but then again, I don't know if the uh, Steelers are capable of uh, really putting that kind of danger in it. So uh, this was more just a uh, – this line seems very, very large for a team that we don't even know who can score, unless you're counting on uh, special team scores and uh, defensive turnovers to get the team scores – it just seems like a uh, a large spread overall. Yeah, and you know what? Just so you know, I'm actually writing it down as mutual right now, uh, the Raiders plus six and a half. But um, the one thing that does concern me about the Raiders on offense is their inability to really spread the ball out early on. It seemed like pretty much play after play, they just kept going to a big tight end. And I understand why he's such a big weapon, but – Pittsburgh defense, you can't you can't really you know tip your hat to them because they'll take advantage of it. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll go to the next game. We'll mark down the Raiders in our uh, questions category. Uh, we got three in there right now. Uh, we'll move to the Saints versus the Panthers. Uh, Saints, three and a half point favorites on the road here. Uh, I, I thought that was interesting considering uh, they were not fa- favorites last week. Um, and now they go on the road, and all of a sudden we love them. Uh, Three-and-a-half-point favorites versus the Carolina Panthers. 44-and-a-half is the uh, over-under. First half is a three-point line. 22-and-a-half is the over-under. Uh, what do you make of this game? Uh, you know, Carolina won. I, I don't think looked great. The uh, Saints won and looked great. Is it that simple in week two? The Saints looked awesome. They're going to continue uh, rolling, and Carolina played a adequate game but uh, did not look great. Or is it uh, just good opening game and the Saints have their same woes on the road that they uh, typically do? Well, I don't think it's that easy, uh, especially when you're talking about divisional opponents. You know, these teams know each other pretty well. Uh, with that being said, Christian, you know, Christian McCaffrey last week, I was really impressed. Now, I was a little upset because I was going up against him in fantasy, but that's a whole other story. I was really impressed with how he looked in his return. You know, so he seemed to be a weapon both, you know, through the ground and through the air as he was, you know, when he was fully healthy. Uh, that being said, I think Carolina has a better chance of trying to control the pace of the game. You know, Green Bay is known to be more, you know, of, of an air raid type offense where you know that at least while you have Aaron Rodgers on the field, you're going to give him the opportunity to throw the ball. They don't run the ball a lot. Um, and I think the opposite could be said about Carolina. So they have the chance to at least somewhat try and control the game. I still think the Saints are a much better team, and I still think they're going to come out on top. But to take a divisional opponent, road favorite, gives me a little bit of a pause. Yeah, I, I think that's where I sit. I, I asked myself two questions in this game. Uh how much do I believe in that Saints defense after what we saw in week one? Uh, how much was, of that was Green Bay? How much of that was New Orleans? And then uh, I, I loved how Christian McCaffrey looked. I, I'm not questioning that. I, I think we're getting good, McCaffrey. I think the question comes, how real is Sam Darnold? Now, you know, we don't. you don't need him to be, you know, a superstar in this game, but what you need is what we got last week versus the Jets. No turnovers, uh, simple passes. If it was there, when you have to, yeah. When it was there, hit Robbie Anderson over the top. When it's there, hit DJ Moore. When it's there, check down to Christian McCaffrey and let him work. Uh, do we get that same Sam Darnold this week versus a, a, a much, much upgraded uh, team in the Saints, or do we get the uh, revert back uh, to what we saw in the Jets? where uh, turnovers occur, and that's where I think this number, uh, you know, could get hurt. If turnovers happen, uh, the Saints roll in this one. If we get yeah. that Sam Darnold that we got last week, I think this number is pretty solid at three and a half at home in a division. I, I think this is a three-point game uh, one way or the other, and someone's driving down to win this game in that one. Yeah, I, I definitely can see that scenario playing out. All right, so uh, I, I think we probably – put Carolina maybe in the maybe category with the rest of our uh, sort of couple picks. Uh, 
definitely not as definitive uh, this week as we were last week. I, I think we had uh, three or four that we really, really liked uh, starting off the bat last week. And this week, uh, we're in a, a lot of him and Hall maybes uh, here. So, uh, Well, so. We were, you can't really blame us. We were excited for kickoff. I mean, it was week <laughs> one. And, uh, of course, after seeing how certain people did, not pointing any fingers, uh, you know, we slowed down a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, Denver Broncos at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this never really, really uh, uh, piqued my interest. Uh, Jacksonville getting six points in this one, uh, 45 over under first half, uh, plus three, uh, 22 and a half. And uh, this is where I get confused here. Uh, last week, week one, they thought Jacksonville was a three-point favorite on the road uh, in Houston. Then this week they come back, and now they're a six-point dog at home. So uh, I, I, I get week one, Jacksonville looked awful, and uh, Denver uh, looked pretty good at the Giants. Uh, but uh, I, I don't understand this movement where one week you're a three-point road favorite, and the very next week now you're getting six as a home dog. So uh, I, I know the mismatch uh, here. Denver is the much better team. I, I do wonder how much uh, that Judy uh, going out will affect them. But uh, what do you make of this game? I think the Judy loss is going to affect them. Um, I don't think it's going to be drastic enough to where, you know, you're going to start losing games because of it. But I think it's drastic enough to make a difference where certain guys are definitely going to have to step up now. Um, I, honestly, I just – I don't know if Denver's for real. I know that I've seen the potential in them, and I and I do think that, you know, as long as their quarterback plays a solid, you know, mistake-free type of game, you know, he doesn't have to wow you with the numbers. He's just got to manage the game properly. That defense can play with just about anybody when, you know, they're in their right mindset, and that running attack can be pretty deadly. So I do think Denver's a better team. I, I just don't know where they're at right now mentally. And that's the only part that scares me. Yeah. The other thing uh, I, I talked about a little earlier, uh, this is back-to-back -back road trip for Denver. Uh, so they opened in New York. Uh, then, you know, theoretically flew back to Denver, uh, did their practice, and now flying back to Jacksonville. So that's, uh, that's essentially two cross-country road trips in two weeks to start the season. I, I think that has a little bit of an effect as well. I, I don't know if you're uh, aggressive enough to – hammer the Jags on our mutuals uh, quite yet, especially after what you saw last week. But uh, that number just seemed uh, real, real aggressive, uh, especially uh, considering in week one, they were thought so highly of the Jags that they made them three-point favorites on the road. Uh, but uh, this might be just one of those games that we uh, mark off like we did uh, earlier in a sort of Bengals-Bears-type uh, uh, matchup. Yeah, and I think that's exactly how I feel about this game. But just so you know, I did write down Jags plus six, and next to it I put Champ Chesterfield. <laughs> well, just... uh, you keep that in mind when we get to our uh, individual picks uh, later in the program. All right, uh, we'll move on to the next game. Interesting game here in the Minnesota Vikings at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Arizona three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at home here. 50.5 uh, over under on this one. Uh, first half sits at minus three over under sits at uh, 24 in this one. Uh, so what do you think Arizona, can they come back and be consistent? What are you taking from that uh, Minnesota uh, disaster at Cincinnati? I think are the questions in this one. Uh, I thought the three and a half number was a little bit high. 
but uh, you definitely can talk me into it. Uh, I was looking more at the uh, first half uh, numbers here. I liked the minus three. And once again, I liked that uh, 24 in the first half over under as well. Uh, I, I think this Arizona team is one of those teams that's always sort of going to get off uh, to a hot start in the uh, first half. So I liked uh, my first half numbers of minus three and 24 for Arizona. I don't know if I love that three and a half number, but I'm curious what you think of uh, these two teams after week one. You know, uh, I'm not happy about that three and a half. I would have liked a better two and a half said every single gambler in history. Yes. Uh, but uh, honestly, I think that, that Arizona is the much better team here. And as you mentioned, if we follow trends, they do have a tendency to start off really hot, uh, especially early on in the season while everybody's fresh and healthy. If Minnesota plays the way they played last week, I know that, that offensive line wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good enough. And if they play the way they did last week, this defensive unit of the Cardinals, which I'm actually more impressed with than the offense, is going to get after them. And if that's the case, then I think the three and a half is going to be easily covered because I think uh, if they get going, Arizona's just that much better. Yeah, uh, I think the uh, only real question with me comes with uh, Kyler and Cliff. Uh, do we get a consistent uh, Kyler Murray? Uh, you brought it up a, a little bit uh, in our review show. Uh, you know, he made some of those throws and they were completed versus a very porous uh, Tennessee Titans defense. Uh, do those same passes get completed here versus the Minnesota Vikings? Well, I don't think we think has a great defense, but it's certainly an upgrade over the Tennessee Titans uh, defense. Sorry. Sorry, yes. Dynamite. And then, uh, you know, how does Kingsbury react to this? I, I think we both uh, question what sort of coach he is, uh, but has Minnesota given up on the season totally? I, I just uh, – I think Arizona is the way to go here. So uh, I like the first half three and the 24, but if you like the three and a half, I'm willing to go on that one as well. Well, I, I mean, honestly, I kind of like the half and the other uh, half spread, but I also – I'm not, like, you know, staying away from that uh, that full game sp spread. I think I don't think it's far off, especially, like I said, if defensively they keep playing the way they did last week and offensively they can at least – you know, do something against a much better defense than the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, the uh, the thing I worry about on that three and a half in number is we get our uh, token uh, Kirk Cousins uh, fourth quarter uh, <laughs> number padding game. So it's 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 probably like a twenty four three game going into the uh, fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden uh, Kirk Cousins throws two touchdown passes in the uh, last eight minutes of the game. And then we're all pumped up and happy and the game ends up like 24, uh, 21 because Kirk Cousins has uh, 25 touchdowns and no interceptions. Uh, granted, he's 0-12 on the season, but uh, his numbers look flashy and good. But uh, that's why I sort of like these uh, this uh, first half number. Now, the over-under first half number, uh, 24, it, it hit last week uh, for the Cardinals. Uh, but uh, I, I think that was with – an offense we probably trust a little bit better in Tennessee. Now Arizona hit it themselves. Uh, do you think this Viking offense uh, can score enough? Uh, say we'd probably need seven to 10 points from the Minnesota Vikings offense in that first half. Do you think we can get uh, that uh, to hit that 24 number? I mean, as explosive as I think this Minnesota Vikings offense has the potential being, I don't think they're better offense than, you know, Tennessee is. I don't know how much of 
you know, Tennessee's issues last week were with the fact that it was week one, but it does give me a little bit of pause. Uh, can they put up 10 points against this Cardinals defense, especially if they're humming on all mortars? I, I don't think they can, which is why the, the, the uh, over under for half scares me a little bit. All right. Uh, what if we just go uh, Cardinals minus three uh, first half and uh, make that our first uh, really agreed upon mutuals in uh, the show so far? Okay, I like that. All right. Uh, Arizona first half minus three, our first true mutuals of the uh, week. All right. Uh, this next one, you are to blame for this. <laughs> and you are to blame when I talk you into it here in a second. Oh, no. The Atlanta Falcons are going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is a 12-point favorite in this game. The over-sunder sits at 52. The first half uh, sits at minus 7, and the uh, over-under in the half uh, line sits at 26 and a half. Uh, I, I don't know what to say on the side of things of Atlanta. Uh, the defense looked atrocious. Uh, the offense somehow looked more atrocious than the terrible defense. Uh, but they do have a history of playing Tampa Bay very well, uh, even the uh, Tom Brady Tampa Bay. It is a division game. It is 12 points, which seems like an awful lot. I think Atlanta can keep this game uh, closer than the uh, it appears. Uh, but they were terrible last week. So you could also tell me this Atlanta team is terrible. Uh, but you got me back together with them. And now I have to ride them till they get me some wins. <laughs> you know, I, I almost feel the same way about the, about the uh, Falcons as you do. I, I almost want to take them just for a couple of reasons. One, divisional opponent, as I always say, and I keep saying over and over again, like a broken record. Divisional opponents know each other better, so they tend to play each other tougher. That's not to say that there's no chance the Bucs cover the spread. Of course, there is. They're a much better team, especially if you compare week one Bucks versus week one uh, Falcons. And, uh, but I mean, 12 points is a lot, uh, you know, especially for a divisional game. Uh, honestly, they've got to hit at some point. So uh, I don't, I wouldn't be opposed to going with Atlanta, uh, getting 12 here. All right. Uh, I think we're going to come up on our second mutual here. Uh, I think we're going with Atlanta plus the 12. Uh, we're going to ride these uh, boys until they uh, really crush our souls. Um, I, I do think their <laughs> offense will be better this week. Uh, at least I It has to so. be. It has to be. <laughs> Can't be any worse. Well, uh, I don't know. They could have missed both uh, field goals to start out the game and then proceed to never cross the 50-yard line. Well, you um, got to look at it like this. It, even if their offense plays like they did last week and we get the same Bucks defense from last week, I mean, they gave, what, 29 points to the Cowboys? Yeah. So, I mean, they got a shot to at least score a touchdown. Yeah, I, I just think uh, Atlanta will be a little bit better this week. You mentioned in division. I think that'll be tough. And I think uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, uh, they're going to get these bloated spreads all year long. So it, it's going to be really hard to uh, want to take them pretty much all year long. You saw it in that Dallas game. Uh, that spread got up to nine, 10 points uh, in that one. This one's already up to 12. I mean, it, it, they jumped really quick on the uh, money on here on Tampa Bay. So uh, as bad as Lana looked, 
I think they have a better game this week, and uh, I, I like the 12 there. So uh, we're on back-to-back -back mutuals to uh, start the year and back-to-back uh, -back weeks with the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, uh, I am putting an asterisk next, next to it, and it just says, champ convinced me. Well, that's fine because uh, this one might come up uh, later in our uh, picks as well. All right, uh, next game up, really interesting game here. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at the San Diego Chargers. Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. That line uh, stunned me. Uh, 55 points is the over-under. I, I don't know if I can uh, convince you on that one. <laughs> That's a lot of points uh, to start out this early in the week. First half, two and a half, uh, 27 over-under in the uh, first half here. A uh, couple key things on the uh, Dallas side of things. Uh, another offensive lineman is out. Uh, I do think Zach Martin will be back this week, but uh, Dallas lost another offensive lineman. And uh, the more concerning one was uh, Demarcus Lawrence uh, broke his foot in uh, practice. So uh, their best defensive player on a defense that is not very good um, is no longer there. Uh, that has me a little concerned about the Dallas defense. That being said, um, the San Diego Chargers as a three and a half point favorite. Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, yes. Let, let's uh, not, they well, won last week. Let's not I, I think it. that's uh, going to be my uh, bigger point here. Uh, <laughs> They're playing in the Rams stadium. There is no home field advantage here. So whatever you're trying to factor in as a home field advantage, uh, this stadium is going to be filled with Dallas Cowboy fans. There will be no Charger fans there. Uh, so I don't put anything there. I think the Chargers are the better team here. I think they're going to score a lot of points, but uh, I think this Dallas team is going to score a lot of points too. And three and a half just seems like a, uh, whoa, uh, why is that number so high sort of line? So uh, I'm curious what you make of this game. See, uh, I do think that the Chargers are a much better team than the Cowboys are, I, I just because I believe they're a more complete team. Uh, that being said, you saw what the Cowboys did to Tampa Bay la last week. No one thought that they'd be able to keep up with them, and, you know, they were going tit for tat with them. Um, but their defense is just horrible, and, and, and if I really had to put some money on it, I would lean more towards, you know, the Chargers. But as you said, it's a home home game without home field advantage. And to be fair, if it was Cowboys-Rams, there'd probably still be a lot of Cowboy fans in that stadium, uh, even though I believe the Rams have a larger fan base in L.A. I don't know. I, I'm probably just going to stay away from this game just because I, I don't really know what to expect from either. Or, you know, the Cowboys, the only way they I can see them winning this game is if they turn into a shootout. They did that last week. They could do this. They have the weapons to do it off, on offense. They lost an offensive uh, uh, tackle, as you said, uh, you know, and then they lost a defensive player. It just, I don't know. It's a lot of variables. I don't like that hook. And I, I again, as much as I think the Chargers are a better team, I just don't know what to expect from either or right now. Yeah, I, I think that hooks what scares me a whole lot. That three and a half just really makes me nervous. Uh, you'll be nice to know that I typed – uh, down San Diego Chargers as well on my sheet as <laughs> I'm really? copying the line from Ben. You did. <laughs> so, uh, so you couldn't even get it right even when you were looking at the actual name. So uh, all together, uh, their branding as the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, I must say, uh, four years into their move, uh, has not stuck because I, I don't think anybody looks at this team and. Uh, Thanks, Los Angeles Chargers. So uh, way to go there, branding department. Um, 
Well, yes, that one's a little easier because at least at one point in time, they were branded the LA Rams before they uh, went to St. Louis. So, uh, so I don't know if ever I will uh, get used to saying Los Angeles Chargers, uh, but uh, it, it's nice to know I typed it down also out of uh, a, uh, as I'm staring at I, I the just, thing. I just noticed that as you mentioned it. Uh, so the three and a half seems a little bit big. This uh, over-under on the 55, it, 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 it would take a very, very big swallow here. Uh, but that being said, I, I think the Chargers can get to 30 pretty easy here. And, and I find it difficult that you could hold the Cowboys under about 24 so as big as it is and the number is uh, as it's trying to scare you there, uh, which I think is its intent, uh, I do think there's some value there because I, I do think this game is played between the uh, the probably 30-point mark. So I, I think actually, I think 58 probably would be a good over-under number on this game. So uh I sort of like that 55 on the over-under, uh, but uh, it is very high. I'm curious your thoughts on this one. I personally think it's really high. Um, and I know that, you know, last week, San Diego, San Diego, there I go. You see, you've got me doing it now. Uh, the LA Chargers, they gave up only 16 points. Grant, this was to a Fitzpatrick-less, uh, you know, Washington football team. And the Chargers and Tampa Bay combined for 60 points. I mean, I, I guess you can sell me on it. I, I just, I'm not crazy about it. I think it's kind of high, but you could definitely sell me on it. Uh, Dallas doesn't have a defense and they score a lot of points. The Chargers have really good offense. Uh, we don't know if they have a defense. And I just think 58, uh, like by week six, seven, eight, I think if this matchup occurred, I think this number gets to 58. So I think there's value there in the 55. I think it's put there to scare you because they think you'll be scared off by the 55. Okay, so we're taking the over? We're taking the over 55. Okay. Think how exciting that will be. You just get to cheer points nonstop in that game. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Uh, we're on a good roll here. We got uh, – Arizona, Minnesota, first half over 24. We got the Atlanta Falcons, and we got the over 55 uh, in Dallas. This is a good lineup uh, so far for us. All right, uh, next up, Tennessee Titans versus Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, six-point favorites here. Over-under sits at uh, 54. First half, three-and-a-half for the Seahawks, 26-and-a-half for the first half over-under. All right, what do you make of this game? Seahawks looked great in week one. Tennessee Titans looked terrible in week one. Uh, does that trend continue, or do we get some more evening out here on the Tennessee Titans-Seattle Seahawks? Pretty big number in this one. I don't think this number would have been that last week. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of this spread. I believe that the Seahawks, as good as they are and as good as they looked last week, they've definitely had a track record over the last couple of seasons of being susceptible defensively especially last season where they were actually one of the worst defenses for a long stretch of the season. Um, and Tennessee is obviously, you know, last week they didn't show it, but you know, they have 
and have had done it before. They've done it for several seasons. They've been one of the most potent offenses in the league. You know, they've got one of the best running backs, which seems to be slowing down a little bit. I don't know if uh, that's a, you know, a thing we can expect to happen all season long. They've got some really great weapons on the outside. And, you know, even their quarterback, you know, is a solid quarterback. Some people would even argue that he had to potentially be MVP prior to last week. Um, but I don't know. I kind of like Seattle here. I know that it's a, it's a large spread, but I feel like if their defense can can at least slow down the Titans' offense, which we actually saw happen last week, I feel like Seattle can roll in this one uh, just because I, I do think Tennessee's defense can has the potential to be that porous throughout the entire season. Yeah, uh, I'm a little bit on the other side here. I, 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 not on the Tennessee Titans uh, defensive side of things, but I think that uh, Seattle Seahawks defense will struggle uh, versus Tennessee Titans offense. I think Tennessee's offense will come around in this game a little bit, uh, but I, I will admit uh, it, it makes me a little nervous. Uh, Tennessee going up to Seattle, that's a really difficult place uh, to play there. So I, I think the number's too big uh, for Seattle, uh, but uh, you seem to like Seattle. Uh, what so about that I, three and a half? I know, yeah, I know I, it's I can, three and a half, but. I can see that. Uh, it's just Seattle's at home fans. Yeah, are back, I know. The 12th man. I, I should probably mention uh, before we get into our picks, someone might be writing the Tennessee Titans uh, this week as a bounce back uh, candidate. Yeah. Let's, I, let's move I, on from this game. I then. know we aren't live, but uh, I think the uh, dynamite David felt, felt a tremble in the force uh, <laughs> as we were uh, discussing uh, this, but uh, yeah, so I'm a little bullish on the Tennessee Titans on this one. I just think the offense will be better. I, I think this will be a little bit more of a shootout uh, than the uh, Arizona Cardinals game. They'll find their way. But uh, if you're bullish on the uh, Seattle Seahawks, you might could convince me a little bit there. But I just think these lines are too big. I, I think we got a little bit of an overreaction for what Seattle did in that uh, opening week and what Tennessee did in that opening week. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put the uh, the Titans – at plus six on um, the maybe column. Just. All right. All right. Uh, next up, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens, three and a half point dogs in this game. 54 and a half uh, is the over under first half at plus two and a half uh, and half uh, 27 and a half over under. Uh, this looks to be a pretty entertaining game. Uh, but uh, I don't really have a good feel on how this game is going to play out. I am curious on what you think about the Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens here. You know, when I was looking at these lines, I, I, I was really enamored with that half. Uh, what was it? At two, two and a half? Yes, two and a half. Two and a half. Yes, two and a half. Uh, I, was, I was really liking it, uh, especially when I'm sitting there comparing, you know, I'm thinking Baltimore has been losing guys left and right. They're uh, probably a little demoralized from, you know, their almost victory, now defeat, uh, you know, during Monday Night Football against the Raiders. And you're going up against a Chiefs team that really seemed to kind of turn it on towards the end of the game last week. And I, I kind of like the Chiefs for that first half, but I, it does give me a little bit of pause that they've had slow starts since pretty much the beginning of last season. seems like they don't really turn it on until they have to at the very end. And that's the only – that's the only issue with me with that two and a half. Yeah. Uh, the other thing here is 
I, I just I don't think this is a good betting game. I don't think the Chiefs are good to bet on because one, everybody bets on the uh, Chiefs because everybody loves the Chiefs, and uh, two, uh, it, it just seems like I don't know what we're getting from Baltimore. Uh, do they bounce back off that tough uh, Raiders loss? Do they need more time to sort of find their offense in here? And then, uh, you know. I was looking up stuff on the Chiefs because, uh, you know, I hadn't been winning money on them, and I don't think a lot of people had. And, and then I came across this. So uh, starting in November uh, of last year, what do you think the Chiefs' record is against the spread? Uh, I think that they're probably uh, like at 90%. They are 1, 10, and 1 against the spread. <laughs> Wow. Since November. So they have covered one time since November of last year. <laughs> I mean, I know that, you know, to be fair, if I'm not mistaken, as, as I'm trying to remember last season, I believe a lot of those games were at some point even double-digit spreads. Yeah. And even if it wasn't, it was in the, at least in the high single digits. Yes, they were. Uh, but that's what concerns me about betting on the Chiefs. They, they win games, uh, but they do their little thing like they did versus Cleveland where uh, it's, oh, they what's too wrong cute with, sometimes. Yeah, what's wrong with the Chiefs? And then it's five minutes of brilliance, and then you're like, oh. And then it's a win, but it's not a cover. So uh, that's what has me scared here. Until I see the Chiefs start uh, blowing, blowing games out again like they were doing, you know, two years ago, and I get a feel for Baltimore. I, I, I think that's more. I that's don't the have biggest a question, Mark. I, yeah. I don't have a feel for Baltimore yet. I need to see more games. So I was sort of in the stay away category in this one. Uh, do you have a hard feel on this one? Do you like that first half a whole lot? A lot? I, I don't. I mean, I, I kind of might like it a little more for individual reasons. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's safe to move on if you're not crazy about them. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, – bloated lines uh this yes. next one uh really stunned me a little bit uh i had to double check uh, i thought i might have been on an alternate line uh space in this one but uh detroit goes to green bay 11 and a half 11 and a half for a team who scored three points uh last week and uh was murdered by the saints uh Detroit Green Bay, 11 and a half, 48 over under, first half, six and a half, and uh, 24 and a half. Uh, Lions were pretty bad, we mentioned, uh, in that Niners game until the last couple minutes, but they showed they were capable of doing some offense. Green Bay was atrocious. Uh, they just put another offense, uh, defensive player, uh, Zadaria Smith, on IR because of back issues. Uh, there is zero chance I'm touching Green Bay at 11 and a half here. That uh, just seems ridiculous, even if they are capable of blowing out the Lions. Uh, what do you make of this? Where do you think this line comes from? And uh, do you have a feel either way on this? Um, I don't have a feel. I'll tell you where I think this line comes from. I think this line is a little bit uh, mixed in with last season's Green Bay's Green Bay offense and the MVP of the league in Aaron Rodgers. And the way that a lot of us probably still have Detroit in our minds, which was almost coming back and beating the Niners, you know, what that line fails to mention is the fact that they showed no offense for about three and a half quarters. And then they finally turned it on when the act, you know, in actuality, what really probably happened was that San Francisco probably just completely laid down and thought the game was over. Um, 
So I, I'm not touching Green Bay. I, I do think their offense is going to bounce back. I don't think that uh, Aaron Rodgers-led offense can, you know, have this type of, of, a, of, of a start uh, for a couple weeks consecutively. I think they're going to bounce back. But even with that being said, a division opponent, you know, all the hype, 12 and a half. No, I'm staying away. 11 and a half, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, 11 and a half just seemed ridiculous to me. Uh, I don't know, first half, six and a half. Mm. Detroit got murdered there, but still, it, it just seems really, really high uh, for a Packers team where we saw absolutely nothing uh, from in week one. I, I at least need to see some life before I start throwing around uh, big money spreads. And I don't know, uh, you know, I mentioned it like the Titans. At least there's a track record there of success. I don't know if I can talk myself into taking uh, the spread side of things for the Detroit Lions. So uh, when I was typing this game, I was just like, this is an automatic cross-off here. No, definitely. I don't want any part of it. Uh, I will say this, you know, I do think that Aaron Rodgers knows the Lions well enough to, you know, feel comfortable enough. This might, this might be the game he needs to kind of get that offense kick-started. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we got three games here. We got the uh, first half of Arizona at uh, minus three. Uh, we got the Atlanta Falcons at plus 12. And uh, we got the over in the Dallas Cowboys-San uh, Diego Chargers game. So we need two more. Um, I, thought, I thought we had five mutuals. So I must, be, I must have been right in the Well, we, we had some others that we were going to go over. So okay. uh, we got the uh, – Two and a half line for the Bills uh, in the Dolphins game. Uh, we have the uh, uh, two and a half line for the Niners in the uh, uh, Philly game. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at plus six and a half we had uh, circled as a maybe. Uh, I just did find out that Jacobs had been ruled out uh, for that game for the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, they do have Kenyon Drake as a backup. Uh, but that does make me a little bit more leery on, on that one, uh, considering how much I, I do like Josh Jacobs in that game. Uh, we had Panthers circled at plus three and a half in that one. And then uh, I think six. and then uh, we had a little bit the Tennessee Titans plus six. So uh, of those, uh, I think. The Buffalo Bills minus two and a half. I, I kind of liked that. I was sort of leaning Buffalo Bills way, but uh, I, I'm curious uh, about that one. Uh, Niners, Eagles, I, I'm a little bit more nervous about. Uh, Carolina, I, I'm sort of bullish on, but uh, I, I'm curious where your favorite picks lie in this mutual one. Honestly, my favorite ones are the ones that we already have pretty much crossed off as uh, definite. Uh, I think I'm going to leave these last two picks up to you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let the host take care of this. I, I think we go uh, Buffalo Bills first half minus two and a half on that one. And uh, then we stick with our Carolina Panthers plus three and a half uh, at home uh, versus the New Orleans Saints in that one. So uh, our five mutuals, Dallas, uh, San Diego Chargers over 55, Atlanta plus the 12, Arizona uh, minus the uh, three in the first half, Carolina plus the three and a half, and the uh, uh, Buffalo Bills first half at minus two and a half as our five mutuals. So uh, that's our five mutuals. Now we'll uh, get into our uh, picks. The real deal. For the week. Uh, I have nine picks on the week. So uh, what are you going with this week? I have to count these out. I have so many. 
I think I have eight. Eight picks. I think, so, uh, I think. You're going big this week. A little uh, big like me. All right. I'll start out <laughs> and I'll start out in this Los Angeles Rams, Indianapolis Colts game. Uh, I'm going with the Colts as a home dog plus three and a half in this one. Uh, this isn't more a, uh, this is more a, a play on that number. I, I think the Colts losing two straight games at home uh, with a plus in this one, I, I think is pretty good value here. So I'm going to ride the Colts plus three and a half at home uh, to start things out in my picks. Okay. Well, to start off, uh, I have two picks on the same game. So I'm just going to go ahead and give both of them. Uh, I've got the bills at minus three and a half. And I'm also taking the uh, two and a half uh, half timeline. All right. Bills. Game and first half, uh, so very heavy in, in Bill's stock uh, this week uh, versus the Miami Dolphins. All right, if we're going to do twofers, uh, you're going to like this twofer. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Bucks first half line of minus seven, and then I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons, game line of plus 12. So I have Bucks minus seven in the first half, Falcons plus 12, uh, what could go wrong here other than the Falcons can cost me in two ways in this uh, valuable game. So Falcons plus the 12 bucks plus the first half minus seven for me on uh, my two in one game. Okay. So for my next one, I'm actually going to take the uh, San Francisco at minus two and a half for the first half. All right. San Francisco. First half, minus two and a half. You think the Niners get off to a pretty hot start here versus Philadelphia and continue rolling uh, on things here. All right, uh, my next one. You're going to like this one. We're going to return to the Big Apple. We're taking the New York Jets, plus a six over the New England Patriots. Yes, it's a rookie quarterback versus Bill Belichick, uh, but I want to see this New England Patriots team score enough points to cover a six-point line. I'm riding Zach Wilson in the Jets, uh, plus a six in this one. That's uh, that's very gutsy of you. Let's see. Yes, for, I my next, for, for my next one, I am going to take another two for here. Uh, oh, I'm my. Going to, yes, I'm going to take Arizona for the game at three and a half, and I'm also going to take the first half at minus three. All right, uh, uh, twofer, double twofers uh, for the Achilles reign here. A uh, lot of action in the Bills and Arizona game. Three and a half and three, first half and game line. Uh, next up for me, I I'm going to ride the uh, Las Vegas Raiders plus the six and a half versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, teams with no offense and six-point spreads, I'm taking the other side of that, uh, much like in the New England game. I'm taking the Raiders plus uh, six and a half in this one. I, I kind of like that, but not that much. Let's see. My next one, uh, I am taking – where is it at? There it is. Uh, I am taking the over in the Dallas Chargers game at 55. All right. Dallas Chargers over 55 for Achilles' reign in that one. That's uh, also one of our mutual picks. So double the action in the Dallas Chargers game. Uh, next up for me. Uh, I'm taking the Carolina Panthers plus the three and a half uh, over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, really like a home dog here in Carolina. I think they're still a bit undervalued. So uh, I like that value on that uh, plus three and a half line there. I hope you're ready for this. All right. More uh, twofers. I, yeah, I got another twofer for you. Uh, so for my other, for my next pick, I've got uh, Seattle at 
three and a half for the first half. All right. And, and then I also have the game line on that one. All right. Another two for Seattle. Uh, three and a half first half, uh, six uh, for the game. All right. Speaking of uh, that game, we're going to be in a little bit of a battle here because I have the Tennessee Titans plus the six in that game. Me and Dynamite, solid with our Triton love here. So, uh, Oh, you, you're getting ready for that Saturday uh, college football game, aren't you? <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I'm riding the Titans here. I, I think that's a little bit of an overreaction to uh, last week's game. So I, I'm going Titans plus the six here. Okay. And for my last pick, uh, I am going with Kansas City at minus two and a half for the first half. All right. KC, uh, minus two and a half for the first half versus uh, the Baltimore Ravens. All right, I got two more picks left. Uh, uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, minus the three in the first half. I have that one as well along with you. Uh, that's also one of our mutuals. So uh, a lot of love for the Arizona Cardinals in that uh, game. And then lastly, we're riding the Jacksonville Jaguars plus the <laughs> six this week over the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think the uh, Denver Broncos can't handle the two-week uh, road trip here. I think Jacksonville Jaguar looks a little better in week two than week one, so we're taking that one. All right, uh, before we close out things here, uh, the Washington-New York Giants game. Uh, Washington came out on top uh, by a point with a last-second field goal after missing the last-second field goal, and uh, for some reason, the uh, New York Giants uh, lining up off offsides on a uh, last-second field goal. I thought that only happened in high school games, but apparently it and happens in the NFC it. East. <laughs> it happens in the NFC East, which possibly is the equivalent of uh, high school games. Um, <laughs> I'm curious your take on these two teams. Uh, I, the offense looked okay for both teams. Uh, I, I'm really disappointed in the uh, Washington football team's defense so far this year. And, and really, I, I just think both these teams are really, really poor. Uh, I, I don't think they quite uh, equate to the quality. I, I'm a little bit more disappointed in Washington. I thought they'd make a little bit more of a leap this season. But uh, I, I'm curious your thoughts on that game. You know, it's weird how, you know, one week affects your uh, way of thinking. So as of right now, I'm probably a little disappointed in the Washington defense. I felt like they were probably uh, one of those defenses that I thought had the potential to be elite. Uh, and they really haven't shown it so far two weeks into the season. Uh, I am impressed with Heineke. I think that he showed some nice stuff. Not great, you know, where it's going to completely – uh, dominate the new cycle, but I, I thought he did good enough to lead, lead his team to victory. Uh, so that kind of impressed me. And as far as the Giants are concerned, I mean, I've said it a few times already, you know, this season. I don't know why. I, I've got this little crush on the, on the Giants' uh, potential right now. Um, not so much the team, but the potential. Well, it'd be nice if they won some games, however. I know, <laughs> they right? show that potential. Uh, the only thing I worry about there is Barkley uh, right now doesn't look right. Uh, you saw it on that run where he, he probably should have ended up going in for a touchdown. He bailed out and ran out of bounds. And then uh, you mentioned the, the bad mistakes. Uh, they got that turnover from Heineke, and they probably should have closed that game out. Couldn't close it out. Uh, Washington drives down, kicks that field goal, uh, misses and you line up off sides. It just seems like both these teams are way too full of mistakes to really, really uh, be a contender. They both seem to shoot themselves in the foot too much. I, I will agree. Um, 
even if Fitzpatrick comes back uh, right now, I, I think Heineke probably should be the one leading that uh, Washington football team. You at least have some future with Heineke at the helm. Uh, Fitzpatrick, I mean, as talented as he is and, you know, he's a character. Uh, yes. He's more of a journeyman. You know, he's not going to be in the foreseeable future for your franchise. So I think you stick with the guy that you could possibly build on. Yeah, definitely so. All right, uh, that wraps things up for week two. Uh, now we just have the games to get into. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe so you get all our content. Winning Daily will have more picks and fantasy options as they come on NFL Sunday. Uh, you'll have a full slate of college football uh, tomorrow on Winning Daily Show. You don't want to miss all that action. You don't want to miss uh, our football time show for college football uh, preview and picks for that one. So like, and subscribe Achilles. Where can we find you? As always, you can find me on Twitter at T D Achilles. Yeah, whatever, you know. All right. That's our show and we're out. <laughs>